welcome to MPP Soundbites. I'm Lisa Lintern. Since launching on the MPP in late 2018, Services Australia has delivered Centrelink, Medicare and child support payments in real time via the platform. At the same time, the agency has used the MPP to respond to emergency events such as bushfires and floods. In this episode of MPP Soundbites, I speak to Jared Moore, Services Australia's Director of Payments, Strategy and Transformation. Jared describes the tangible impact MPP payments can have during an emergency situation and how the agency plans to use the MPP's capabilities in the future. Well, thanks for joining me today, Jared. Thanks for having me. Um, Before I start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet, pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. And I really welcome the opportunity to talk to you about Services Australia use of MPP. It really is great to have you here. So Jared, for anybody who may not be aware, can you just quickly explain to us who Services Australia is and the important role of the department? Services Australia plays a, an administration role in the delivery of payments. So in 2019-20, we delivered $203.7 billion in payments. Um, so that, that equates to approximately 287 million transactions, which is 88% of government outbound payments. The majority on behalf of Department of Social Services, the Department of Health, and the Department of Education, Skills and Employment. So when did Services Australia start to use the MPP and and what kind of payments are you facilitating now via the MPP? So our introduction to MPP was in late 2015 as the service was being developed. Uh, So we not only had to to try and understand what it actually was, but how we could actually use that in the the delivery of payments and services to citizens. So during 2016, we identified opportunities where we thought MPP could provide really good capability. We focused in on Centrelink payments, which cover things like age pensions, job seeker payments, family tax benefits, plus things like Australian disaster relief payments, emergency payments uh, and crisis payments because they were really strong use cases that we thought could assist us in providing urgent access to funds to customers. Uh, Our first implementation occurred in October 2018. So we were able to pilot MPP in our staff-assisted channels through our service centres in Western Australia. We chose that location because of access to real-time gross settlement payments closed off really early in the afternoon. Uh, And it gave us a really good opportunity just to test the the capability and make sure that uh, we understood its full potential, how the messaging would go backwards and forwards around the reach of accounts um, and then if we couldn't reach accounts that we could use alternative payment methods. By mid-December 2018, we enabled MPP 24-7 in our staff assistant channels. Uh, 
what was important in the timing of that is, um, I suppose, late in 2019, uh, Services Australia was responding to a number of emergency events across states and territories um, administering the Australian Government disaster assistance payments. Before we talk about that kind of tangible impact that the real-time payments can have on a, on a person's life, can you give us an, a, just a rough idea of how many payments a week or a month that um, Services Australia is now making over the MPP? Uh, so look, since implementation in October 2018, what we've actually seen is a significant growth in the use of our MPP. So I think in our, our first three to six months, we were, we were probably seeing around 25,000 payments per month on average. Now, on average, um, we sit between anywhere from 120,000 to 160,000 payments per month. Uh, and most recently, what we've seen is uh, we were responding to uh, the floods in May this year, and this was the first time we'd exceeded over 200,000 payments in one month. Uh, this can really be attributed to the Australian Government disaster relief payments that we were administering during that period. So there's a really clear use case here for um, real-time payments. Can you just talk to me a little, a little bit about the tangible impact that making these payments via the MPP in real time, the, the tangible impact that that can have on a person's life? So probably the, the, the most tangible benefit is in Services Australia response to emergency events. So in 2019, we were, we were activated eight times to support the government's response to uh, bushfires. So we had bushfires in Tasmania, Victoria, uh, eastern Queensland, South Australia, New South Wales. Uh, and what we were able to do for the first time is to be able to process claims for Australian disaster relief payments and issue payments in real time. So traditionally, we, we only had the capability to issue payments Monday to Friday. So any claims that we processed over the weekend, we would actually have to hold and distribute the payments at the commencement of business on the Monday morning. What MPPs allowed us to do is to issue those payments in real time where we can reach the account. So what that actually means is, is customers who are impacted by uh, these disaster events are actually getting the money within seconds. Uh, and as soon as we process the claims, we can issue the payments to their accounts instantaneously. So uh, obviously in challenging situations, having urgent access to funds uh, has been key to the way that the agency's been able to support government to respond to these events. In addition to that, what we've, we've also been able to do is we've been able to deploy MPP for Centrelink payments in our online channel and our staff-facing channels. So we have it available for, for a range of payments, so we can issue urgent payments, crisis payments, advance payments to customers and we have choice as to how we will issue those payments. Uh, so it, 
we've had experiences that where we've been serving customers, we can have payments into their account whilst they're still sitting with the customer service officer um, assisting them and the customers get, actually get the notification in real time that the funds have arrived in their account. It must make those frontline staff members of the department feel a lot more empowered to make a difference too, I can imagine. Obviously, making or getting funds or money into customers' hands, especially in challenging situations, is of the utmost importance. So for us, it's just given us that a greater capability to be responsive and provide customers access to funds within seconds. So the MPP has significantly more data capability in the payment message How is Services Australia looking to use this data capability and what is it likely to mean for Services Australia's own efficiency as a department? Uh, So when MPP was developed, the Reserve Bank representing government agencies and specifically Services Australia included some specific requirements for government. So we have a specific category code within the MPP message format And what that allows us to do is to notify financial institutions that these are social security payments and that the code of operations can apply to these payments. It means that if customers' accounts are overdrawn, um, that they can have at least access to 90% of their funds uh, without the fear that those monies will be claimed to offset any overdrawn amounts or, or money that they owe to financial institutions. In terms of the additional characters that are available to us, um, at the moment we we just use the static text to uh, provide a description of the payment. Uh, But in the future we are considering how we can use that additional capability to provide more context and more detailed explanations around the payments that we've made to individuals. So... What's ahead for Services Australia and the and the MPP? Which capabilities in the MPP roadmap do you see playing a role in the department's future payment plans? And what kind of benefits could you see being realised for Services Australia as a result? We've been working hard on exploring opportunities with payment with document or to send a link within the MPP messaging format. So we're keen to see that capability deployed um, and We think that provides opportunities for us to uh, consider how we can interact with our customers and provide them additional information at the point that they receive their payment. Uh, Pay2 is something that we're really interested in, in uh, how we can use the capability to collect money on behalf of government and with the the rich messaging that that can actually provide. Um, Obviously, pay ID is something that... uh, we need to consider how we're going to use that in the future because uh, currently we, we don't collect and store pay IDs. We just use BSB and account number to initiate the payments. And then obviously we, we continue to work with both uh, the Reserve Bank and MPP Australia on opportunities for the ways that we can improve the way that we deliver payments. Uh, so obviously we, we're quite active in exploring every opportunity that is available and how we can apply that to the way that we deliver payments out of services Australia. 
Well, Jared, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I think it's really interesting to hear how the MPP is assisting Services Australia to, to do its important job. Thank you for the opportunity to share our journey onto MPP uh, and the way that we've been able to implement its capability to improve the way that we deliver government services. So thank you very much.